Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. My hope, my confidence, my trust, and my faith is in Christ alone. Anybody else want to join me with that today? So good morning to all of you that are here. Good morning to those of you that are online. Would you, our congregation in-house, on campus, would you put your hands together and welcome our online congregation. Now, I was blessed last week, myself, Miss Kim, and most of our kids and our grandkids were at the mountains on vacation, which was thoroughly enjoyed. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for bringing the word the name, Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. So we were blessed to watch the online service last week. And you know what? I just didn't sit there in my underwear and nasty hair and stank breath and watch the service. I got cleaned up. I got straightened up. And I sat there, and you know what? I interacted because I was jumping in there. I was saying amen. So you know what? I'm saying all that to say this to you online folks. If you're just laying back and not giving the Lord a sacrifice, you can go ahead and log out. But if you want to be a part of something dynamic and invite the same presence that we're hungry for here, in this house, into your house, into your workplace, with you on vacation. I'm going to tell you right now, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. But you know what? There are some times that God will turn the dial of the volume up of your awareness of his presence. And that's what we want this online ministry to be. So it's not just a way to sit back and lay, be laid back. It's a way to invite God wherever you are. Somebody say amen in this house. So I, you know what? I fully expect folks that are on vacation, I fully expect God to be doing miracles in their lives. Folks that are at work, I'm fully expecting you can have your AirPods in and listening to what God is saying and what God is doing and you can join in with the worship. You know what? You may say, Pastor Tim, I can't sing, I can't jump, I can't clap at work. You know what? If you're singing on the inside, God hears that too. Amen? How many of y'all ready? Let's have some church and let's welcome the Holy Spirit in here today. The psalmist said 1,000 years before Jesus was born in Psalms 22, it said he inhabits the praises of his people. Why do we invest so much time in praise and worship? You know, old school thinking was let's hurry up and get through the singing song, song service and let's get to the preaching. Well, I'm here to tell you there is no preaching without worship. Okay, I got to come up with some new lines because I put a thing on Facebook for what's the pastor's favorite lines, but I got to do this one. I'm going to rewind that and say it again. Ready? There is no preaching without worship because the scripture, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says it is Judah's plow, plow, like plowing up the ground. Judah means praise. Praises 
plow breaks up the fallow ground. That is, praise literally plows your spirit and your soul to receive what God is going to deposit inside of you. Now that may not mean something to some of y'all city folk, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to have a garden, you're going to have to work it. If you want to grow the fruit of God in your spirit, man, you've got to invest your part. You do your best and let God do the rest. Amen? So I need y'all to go ahead and get your smart devices out. Go to uh, Facebook and go to Northview Harvest Ministries or go to my page. I've already shared it. Our hashtag today is reconcile. And uh, Tyler, I think that's, there we go, reconciled. You can go reconciled past tense or reconcile. I don't care how you get it. But man, I'm excited about the word of the Lord today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We are grateful to be a part of your plan. We are grateful to be a part of your kingdom. We thank you for the cross, Jesus. We thank you for the tomb that is empty, Jesus. We thank you that we serve a risen Savior today. We thank you for a Father who loved us so much that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and fill this place. Sanctify us. Draw us closer to you. Set us apart from this world and into your presence and what your desires and what your will is. Bless these folks today because we have come here looking for your heart, looking for your face, not just what's in your hand to give us and bless us with, but Lord, we want your heart today. In Jesus' name, if you love him today, put your hands together and give the Lord a shout of praise. of his beloved son to whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sin we love you because you first loved us so here so bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have any grievances among someone forgive as the Lord has forgiven us dear father let us love one another for love comes from God Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. I will sing of his steadfast love of the Lord forever. 
with my mouth I will make known his faithfulness to all generations give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever give thanks to God of God for his steadfast love endures forever give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his steadfast love endures forever Thank you. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So grateful, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. Well, the Father gave us his best through his son, Jesus Christ. So let's give us, uh, let's give him our best praise this morning. Are you ready? He is worthy.
continue to look to you, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame. We thank you for all that you've done, Father, and we praise your name this morning, Jesus. Thank you for your amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved Still 
just go back and think about the moment that he saved you, he changed you. Are you thankful for the time that he broke chains off of you this morning? Lord, thankful for you today, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, I just ask you to just remember a moment that you were in despair, a moment that you were hopeless, a moment that you needed a touch from the Father, and he reached way down to where you are, where you were in the pit, whatever you were, however you were feeling, and he picked you up and he set you on solid ground. Come on, he broke those chains for you. We just thank you today, Father God, for breaking chains. Lord, we thank you, Father God, in the midst of adversity today, Father. We thank you that you are still breaking chains in this moment. We thank you that your love reaches way down, that we can ever reach and lifts us up. Your word says that you are the lifter of our head today. So we just thank you, Father God, for your love. God, we didn't have to, we don't have to do anything to earn your love. Father God, we don't deserve your love, but here you are giving it to us anyway. Oh, Father God, we just thank you today. Come on, someone needs to just receive the love of the Father today. He loves you regardless of how you walked in this morning. He loves you in this moment. He loves you however you are, however you feel you are today. Just receive his love. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we're thankful for the love today. We're thankful for your love today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, I remember a time in my own personal life, and I remember being in a floor crock in a fetal position because I felt unloved. I felt broken. I knew every single, I had my church family, but no one could feel the way I felt. That's how I felt. And I remember saying, God, do whatever you gotta do to make me not feel this way anymore. And his love reached so far down to me in that moment and no one can stop, no one can make me feel, no one can do me like the Father can and like the Father could. And he picked me up and he turned me around and he set my feet on solid ground. And I'm thankful. And sometimes we forget what he's done for us. So can we just take a moment to thank the Father for what he's pulled you out of this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. We just thank you. Oh, come on. He deserves the best praise today.
today father god and we're thankful father that you had us on your mind when you went to that cross i can't get away from it this morning father you had every single one of us on your mind when you went to that cross so may everyone in here this morning feel that amazing love that only you can give father god nothing else can compare to your love this morning nothing else we can try everything but father your love it, it covers a multiple multitude of sins father god and we just thank you jesus hallelujah hallelujah come on just receive his love today come on i feel him working on someone's heart this morning just receive his love today hallelujah
today. hands for a moment hallelujah and receive his love come on can we just lift him up for just a moment
You come to church, you do what you're supposed to do, but you keep, keep going around and around. And he said to me, you're still trying to play both sides of the field. You're still trying to see how close you can get to sin and not sin. You're still trying to do the things that you were doing and it's hindering your spiritual growth. The world is crazy and we're trying to justify what is okay and what's not. You know, the world says what's good is evil and what's evil is good. The Bible said this was going to happen in the end times. We see craziness going on. We're even hearing about aliens. And I'm just going to say right here, there is no such thing as an alien. In the end times that we're in, the demons are doing whatever they can to confuse, to cause confusion, to steal what he can from when Jesus comes back. And that's a demon activity, y'all. Right. I don't care what naval officer, what military commander, what president, what famous person, what star on TV tells you that there are UFOs. There are not. And we're going to have to be sure that in this time that we are in the Word, that we know what the Word says, that we are praying, so we know what's coming. That's right. And it is up to us to tell people. I did not plan to say this this morning. I did not plan to say this. But there are things that are trying to confuse and deceive. There's a spirit of deception in this world right now. And it's seeping into the church. But you will not come to this church and not hear truth. You will not. We answer to God, and not one of us on this leadership team will allow you to walk around in deception. If you do, that's your choice. But you will not be able to say that this church, the leaders in this church did not tell you and warn you. The enemy's after you. He wants to confuse you. He wants to throw just enough truth in something so that you believe it's truth. He wants people that are in high authority positions in this country and even pastors on TV or wherever to tell you these things. Do not believe it. Do y'all hear me? Do not believe it. Do not let the enemy deceive you at the end. It would be terrible for you to have been holding on this long and at the very end give up. We serve a God who's mightier than anything that's going on in this world. Than anything that's going on in this world. So I'm just going to pray against that spirit of deception right now. If you have felt yourself being drawn in by that, we're going to rebuke that in the name of Jesus. So let's just start worshiping. God, we speak your Holy Spirit who is the strongest, most powerful spirit over any other spirit in this world. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And I speak against a spirit of deception that would try to grab the minds of your people. I speak against a spirit of deception that would try to grab the minds of your people's seed. We 
rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, show us the way. Help us to keep our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears wide open to you. God, we're going to make it in this end time. We're going we're gonna to go through victoriously. God, you're going to see your people through. You're going to provide. You're going to protect. You're going to give us wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment in all things. So I speak a spirit of clarity over every mind in this place, over every mind associated with people in this place, over every mind of every child, every prodigal, every husband in this place. God, I pray that your spirit would rise strong in your people and that we would speak clearly truth and we would stand on truth and we would not waver from truth. God, we know you hear us and you know and you see us. And God, you've got this whole thing under control. We don't have to be afraid in these end times. These are exciting times. We were born for such a time as this. We will be your voices shouting in the darkness. We will stand strong no matter what comes. Another variant of COVID will not frighten us. We will stand strong. God, we thank you and we praise you. God, we worship you this morning. We worship you. We will only worship you. We will be like the three Hebrew boys that we will go and we will do and whatever happens, you will rescue us. And even if you don't, we will still worship you. We will still stand on truth no matter what. God, we worship you and we thank you. Thank you for truth that we can stand on absolute truth regardless of what is going on around us. And we thank you for that, God. So we worship you right now. Just worship him, church. God, we
This altar is open. You're free to come. Give God a praise for speaking to his people this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Thank you, Jesus. Earlier in the service, the Holy Spirit was moving in this area, and I, I wanted to ask Lori, where is Lori right now? Lori, is, what, is there anything Holy Spirit would have you say to us? is 
stepping up and standing against and speaking the word you know, and just saying, okay, you know what, Holy Spirit, you're the one that draws. Let I draw, shake, move, make honey, make me uneasy so that I know how to pray. And I just feel like that we're just going to have to just, we've got to do something besides, okay, yeah, there's deceitfulness. My heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? Oh, God, search me and see if there's any wicked way in me. Bring it out. Let me confront it. Let me be delivered from it. That's the prayer. That's the prayer. God has spoken. God, we receive your word this morning. We receive that warning. We receive your wisdom. God, and we just, and we do it. And we say, yes, we will be the light. We will stand in the gap. We will increase our prayer. We will increase our time in the word. We will. Say it with me, congregation. We will. We will heed the word of the Lord. We will heed the word of the Lord. God, we thank you. Thank you for speaking to us this morning, God. We praise you, God. We praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated in his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Michael, would you come pray over the needs this morning? Father, we thank you today, God, because you are a God who loves us so much, Lord. God, you love us despite what we've done, God, despite where we've been, God. And God, I'm thankful for that name today, Lord. Because in that name, there is everything that we need, everything our hearts desire today. God, we come to you today with these needs, God, and we just give them to you. God, there is nothing that we can say to make it any better, God, but everything that, that you are, God, in this moment, God, we need you right now in this moment, Lord. God, I just hear you saying, draw, hear you saying, draw unto me. Draw unto me. Draw unto me. Holy Spirit, speak to your people today. God, let them know that the only answer for their problem is in you. The only answer, the only hope that we have in this world is you, God. There is nothing that we can do in our own ability, nothing that we can do in our own strength. God, but we have to draw close to you because in your presence, everything else that is not of you begins to fade away, begins to push away, God, from your presence, God. And we know that you are our only hope today, God. You are that strong tower, God. You are the one that we can run to, God. You are that safe place. God, you are our healer, God. You are our deliverer, God. God, and in your presence, everything that is not like you, God, begins to be pushed away. God, and in your presence, hope is given. In your presence, needs are met, Lord. In your presence, oh Lord, there is fullness, completeness. We are made whole in your presence. God, all those who are battling sickness, we call on Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals today, God. God, you be what only you can be, Lord. It doesn't matter what the doctor says, God, but it matters what you say. And on the cross, Lord, you for the remission of the sins of the world and the healing of our bodies. And we declare that healing over those who are in the hospital 
our home, God. God, every need upon this roof, upon the sound of my voice today, God, is being met in your way, God, and what you're doing. God, I'm thankful that our ways are not your ways and our thoughts are not your thoughts. But God, you are making things right in your way that only you can because you do it right, Lord. God, we thank you today for what you're going to do, what you already have done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning, Northview. It's good to see you in the house of the Lord today. So good to see our faith family. I want to say a big welcome. And if this is your first time with us this morning, on your bulletin at the back, it says, first time here. If you'll take that form, it just tears right off. If you'll fill that out through these doors to the right, when you leave today, there's a welcome center. There'll be a care ministry team there to greet you. You give them that form, and they'll give you a gift bag. Good deal, huh? And then they'll be there to pray with you if you need prayer, answer any questions that you have. So we pray that you would take advantage of that. If you brought somebody with you today, Northview Faith family, take them back there to the Welcome Center. Make sure they get their gift bag. Um, I have several announcements. Um, we will not have prayer tonight due to it being a holiday weekend. Our women's ministry celebration is this Tuesday here at the church at 6 o'clock. Meal, the meal starts at 6 and the service starts at 7. There is child care. So we hope you ladies will join us, invite somebody to come with you. It's going to be a great time. Also, we're doing a closet clean out. So if you have, all of us ladies, have items in our closet, clothing items that we're not wearing. So if you would pick at least one out, something that's still in great condition, if you'll bring that with you, they're going to, it's going to be donated to a good cause. So we ask that you do that for Tuesday night. Join us. Also, next Sunday is a spaghetti fundraiser for Restoring Hope. Um, it's going to be right after church next Sunday. You can either eat here or you can take it with you. So um, we ask that you join us for that. What a wonderful, wonderful ministry God's blessed us with in Restoring Hope. So we want to bless them in every way we can. And then that evening at 5 o'clock, we will have the Lornberg Go Rally. So you can look in your bulletin. There's more information about that, about giving. Giving toward the Go Rally, Global Outreach is what Go stands for. And that's our missionaries that we bless um, through the years that go and carry the gospel to countries that we may never get to go to. But guess what? We can bless them so that they can go. So we ask that you join us next um, Sunday at 5. It's the whole district, and it'll be a great, great time together. So now it's time to give. Ooh, this side's getting it. <laughs> it's time to give, yes, and what a wonderful, wonderful God that we have to give to, amen? So if you need a tithing envelope, our ushers are coming forward now. Um, if you need one, just raise your hand and they'll get you one. Up on the screen, you'll see the many ways to give. We give you, make it very convenient for you to give. And so um, we thank you for those of you that do give online. A lot of you do. A, a, a good majority of you give online and we thank you for that however you choose to give if you give online if you mail it if you bring it by the church if you give it on Sunday morning we just thank you for giving and we're going to ask our ushers to come forward and as they're as you're preparing to give I wanted to read a scripture 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verses 7 and 8 and just above that it's talking about farmers who plant a little seed get a little crop farmers who plant a lot of seed get a lot of crop and then it says you must each decide in your heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully 
And God, okay, so once you do that, once you give cheerfully, and God will generously provide all you need, then you will have always, always, you will always have everything you need, get this, and plenty left over to share with others. Now, we believe in the tithe here. We believe in the 10% tithe, but I just wanted to throw this out to you. I believe that when we get saved and we're learning in that obedience and that 10% tithe, God's teaching us. But once you are mature, you're going to give more than 10%. It's going to start overflowing out of you. That 10% is just a starting point. Now, you give whatever. You're never going to hear anybody stand up in this pulpit on this leadership team and say, okay, I believe 10 of you out there is going to give me $5,000. We don't coerce. We don't pressure. We believe that God will lay on your heart what you are to give. Anybody ever felt pressured like that? Anybody ever been watching Christian TV? I'm just saying, I used to do it all the time. And they say, if you give this $100 seed, you're going to get this particular lesson. And I would think, oh my gosh, if I don't give it, I'm going to miss out on this. And I would feel anxious. And God showed me that was not godly. That's pressure to try to make you give a certain amount. But you are giving people, and we thank you so much for your obedience to give. And we thank you because your giving enables us to do everything that we do here. And God is doing so much through this ministry. How many of you are thankful for a ministry that you can feel God's presence and you see God working, amen, in so many different ways? So we're going to ask you to stand and we're going to ask you to come if you're playing in a given house as the praise band plays.
Amen. How many of you are ready to let's bless this offering and make our confessions over it today? Thank you, two people. <laughs> All right, let's do that again. How many of you are ready to let's make our confessions over this offering today? Because with our tongue, we line ourselves up with the word. Amen. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, Jehovah Jireh, you are the Lord our provider, you are El Shaddai, you are the all-sufficient one, you are the one that the psalmist said, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from you, the Father of lights. In you there is no variableness, there is no shadow of turning. So, Lord, we release your word and we release our faith to mingle with your word that, Lord, we may receive of all that we need. And as we delight ourselves in you, you will give us the desires of our heart. Now, may God meet all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Bless your people today. Make us healthy, make us wealthy, and make us wise. Let us be good stewards of what you blessed us with in material things. It's not all about that, but that's part of life. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen. High five somebody, tell them you're glad to see them today. <laughs> Pastor Faye, can you join me over here, man? Y'all give Pastor Faye some love while she uh, joins me up here. Now I put on Facebook, come on over here, I ain't gonna bite you. <laughs> Even though I ought to, she was down here last night, I was nice enough, I was trying to get down here, I turned the lights on in here for her. I turned the air condition down. I offered to help her if I could on the computer in the office. And then when she leaves, I'm sitting in my office with my AirPods in. She turns the alarm on me. 
Now, if you aren't familiar, when you set the alarm on the church, it goes beep, beep, beep for like 40 seconds, 35 or 40 seconds. And after that, it goes woo, woo to let you know it's armed. Well, because I had my AirPods in in my office, I didn't hear the console in the church office going beep, beep. All I heard is I was sitting there and all of a sudden I heard woo, woo and I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> One reason it's not good is because in my office where I'm sitting at my desk, there's an office that goes, there's a door that goes straight into the church main office. And right above there, there's a motion detector. <laughs> so real slowly, I eased up to my cell phone and I said, Pastor Faye, did you just leave? <laughs> yes, sir. Did you set the alarm? Yes, sir. And then this panic voice. Are you still there? <laughs> she came back and rescued me because I figured I was going to have to make a dash for the console after I set the alarm off and then have to tell Mr. Jim Albright why the police are calling him. All right. So uh, anyway, we love Pastor Faye. I did put on Facebook last night that you were going to have a big surprise when you got here to church today. How many of you noticed a big surprise when you were pulling in today? I want to say this, and I want to say it loudly and clearly. Restoring Hope Center is the outreach ministry of Northview Harvest Ministries. It was birthed here. It is continually... Uh, a part of our budget, very hefty part of our budget to meet the needs of Re Restoring Hope Center. We're grateful for all of the other ministries and foundations and this big grant. You've seen it in the newspaper. Ms. Tamara Sessoms and Pastor Faye have been working tirelessly. They just received a $56,000 grant from the Golden Leaf Foundation. But I need Pastor Faye to tell y'all about that big old 18-wheeler sitting out there. If you noticed when you pulled up on the door of the cab, what does it say? I give God glory and praise and honor for what he has done. It's simply amazing. We have been blessed with multiple donors through the years. First and foremost, our great and mighty God. Secondly, this church house. But we have many who have given sacrificially aside from those. That truck out there is sitting there because of the goodness of God and because of Dan and Judy Moore. The Moores have been a part of the Restoring Hope group forever, it seems like. And they have been so gracious to make that kind of sacrifice. I don't know if you know what that kind of truck cost. But it ain't cheap. It's expensive. And we give God praise and honor and glory for it for simply because there are times when we are called upon to pick up loads and everybody that normally hauls for us is not available. Sometimes that just works like that. And that means when we can't go get that product that that is a loss to this community. Let me explain how this works. There are 25 regular agencies that pick up from Restoring Hope every month. That, on, that is just 25. 
Aside from that, there are multiple others that come intermittently to pick up from Restoring Hope. If that product is not there, they cannot pick up anything. And they in turn go out and they bless the communities that they're in. So you're doing church family more than you realize you are doing. It's amazing, we, and when we're writing these grants, Tamara asked me the question last night, is this figure, we were working on another grant, she said, is this figure right on this page? That last year it was what, Tamara? 1.5 million that was given in the community. That has to be the Lord. That has to be the Lord. There is no other way to explain that. Well, this truck out here is going to help us to do even more. And we give God praise and honor and glory about it because it's not just about us. And let me say it one more time. It's not just about us. It's about the community that God has called us to serve. And I couldn't help but think, Pastor, whenever I saw that truck setting out there about what you said. We don't want to just be average. We want to be everything God will enable us to do and to be. So we give God praise, honor, and glory. I want to say a special thanks to James and Becky Jackson, to Will and Jamie Jackson for making the sacrifices that they have made. They went to Knoxville to pick up this truck. I mean, it's And I mean, every time I call upon these folks, it's never, I can't do that. It's always, let me figure it out, and I'll be there in a little bit. So I give God praise for that. And I want to say that for everyone that's sitting in this congregation. When you hear my voice on that little phone tree line, you, you know what's happening. There's something that we need help with. And guess what? You're going to hear a message like that this week coming to you because we're going to need help. So can I say thank you, church family, for everything that you do, not just in coming and laboring, but for every sacrifice that you've made to make this possible. There are literally tens of thousands of people that are affected and blessed because of what this ministry does, your Restoring Hope Center. Amen. Hallelujah. If you would remain standing with me for just a moment, we're going to bless that truck from right here, that, that tractor trailer, and God's going to use it for a long time so that when we have donors such as Campbell Soup that would call and say, we've got so many pallets packed full of soup for you that we don't have to call and wait till we can find somebody that we can pay to go do that though we're glad we've been able to do that but we're going to have our own truck that we can send out there and utilize it for that and I do want to reciprocate and say thank you to James and Becky and Jamie Jackson and Jackson Diesel Service for the times that they have. I think last week, Jamie, was that you made your first run out there for the Restoring Hope Center? Because, guys, look, I heard a guy say one time, it takes teamwork That's right. to make the dream work. 
And you know what? A lot of people can say, I don't know about all this outreach stuff. People take advantage of it. And I'm going to tell you this. This is my philosophy. If you put 10 people in a room or you put 100 people in a room, if 99% of them get welfare and go to every food bank in the region and get free stuff and they don't need it, that's between them and the Lord. But in that room of 100, if those 99 do that, but if there's one family, if there's one daddy whose heart's broken because he's hit hard times and he can't provide for his family and we can help them in their time of need, if there's one mama that's, that's weeping at night because her babies are going to bed hungry, at Christmas time with Christmas hope, if there's somebody under the stresses of financial recession and says, I don't know what I'm going to do for my kids, and a ministry like Restoring Hope's giving them a whole pallet of presents. Not one or two little things, but the whole family gets some things, plural. If we can touch that one person, to me, I'm not going to lose any sleep over the 99 it's that one I want to reach. That's what it's all about, y'all. So, Father God, we thank you for the generosity of the people who have made the donation of this tractor and trailer. We lift those folks before you and we ask you to open heaven over them and over their family, over their seed, over their children and their children's children, over their business, over their finances, over their health, over their marriage, Lord, over their stuff. And we just ask you to pour blessings out upon them. But God, this truck now belongs to Restoring Hope Center. This truck is now 100% set apart for ministry. We declare that the Holy Mobile. It is set apart. It is sanctified. It is holy unto the Lord. To be used to take food all up and down the East Coast if needed. To get food to bring it to Restoring Hope Center or to get it from Restoring Hope Center to outlets where it may be needed. And God, we pray you to bless it. We pray you to cause that truck to be like the children of Israel and their stuff out in the wilderness. May it never wear out. May the brakes not wear out. May the tires not wear out. May no hoses or no belts or anything else, nothing wear out. We call that thing to go and go and go and go. We call that thing to be the energizer bunny of the outreach kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray today. We thank you for Pastor Faye and every person, so many in here that help every day, that volunteer at Restoring Hope Center. Those that will get those phone calls, this is Pastor Faye from your Restoring Hope Center. And those that can make it to those appointments to help unload those tractor trailers. We ask, Lord God, your blessings upon everybody that sets their hand to the plow. And in the words of Pastor Kenneth, please, we say, plow on, plow on, plow on. And sometimes God sends you a Massey Ferguson like an 18-wheeler and makes the plowing a little bit easier. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. And somebody would please give God some praise in here today. Amen.
Hallelujah. I just wonder, is God good to anybody else in here besides me? You, you can be seated. <clears throat> I just want to share some thoughts with you from Scripture. I understand what time it is, but uh, we're not raising up biblically illiterate people here. So we need some word so that we won't be biblically illiterate. Amen. I don't know if anybody caught this about a month or a month and a half ago while I was preaching, I paused and I said, because the Lord, the spirit of God just kind of threw it up in my spirit and said, the greatest epidemic that America is facing right now is not injustice. It's not governmental. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican, but the greatest epidemic we have today is biblical illiteracy. That so many people, even people that have been in churches for years, a lot of people do not know what the word of God says. They can tell you Bible stories, but they don't know the deep truths of the word of God. Some people have been in church their whole lives and are still eating spiritual baby food. And it's like I heard a guy say one time, it's all right if your mama gave you a baby bottle when you were a baby. But if you're 60 years old and somebody's having to move your mustache out of the way to get the nipple of the baby bottle in your mouth, then we've got a problem. Okay, another Tim Hodge. Is this thing on? I got to come up with new lines. I'm going to go back and read through what y'all put on Facebook and I'm going to quit saying those things. Not. <clears throat> In the book of Colossians chapter 1 verse 19, I want to talk with you for just a few moments about being reconciled, about reconciliation. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, it says, For it pleased the Father that in him, that is in Christ Jesus, all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile. Everybody shout reconcile. reconcile. Say it real loud, would you? Reconcile. If you want to know the deeper meaning of it, would you say it even louder than that? that by him and by him to reconcile all things. Now, hold on just a minute. We've got to understand the terminology here first. <clears throat> to reconcile just doesn't mean you kiss and make up. All right? To reconcile does not mean just to kiss and make up. And when we look at the reconciliation, the work of reconciliation that God the Father did through Jesus Christ, listen to me. God was not reconciling himself to us. He was reconciling us. What does it say, verse 20? And by him to reconcile all, all things. And in fact, just about every time that you read the word reconcile in the New Testament, you're gonna see that it says that God was reconciling us to himself. He was... Here's what I'm trying to say, y'all. He's not being reconciled with us. He's reconciling us to himself. Why is that important, Pastor Tim? Because let me tell you something. We have dumbed down God in this generation. 
For example, I am a friend of God. Do, 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 do. I am a friend of God. You're a good, good father. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Are those things true? Are we the friends of God? Yes, we are. Is he a good, good father? He is a perfect father, but we have, we have, we, listen, we have become God calloused even in our media and our music to the point that it has become entertainment because if we aren't careful, when we sing we are the friend of God or he's a good, good father, which we have worn out in the last 10 years in America, by the way, what we have done is we have brought God more down on our level. We make him more palatable. But I want to remind you folks, he is still the sovereign God of all creation. And when he reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ on the cross, tell you what, tell you what, here's what I want to do. Uh, and I've used this example before because I've told you that God did not come to re that he did not come to institute a new religion, but he came to reestablish a relationship, okay? And how many times have you seen me do this? That Jesus on the cross was taking God the Father in one hand and mankind in the other, and he was bringing them back together again. But the more I have learned and studied this word reconciliation from the Greek concept of the original language that Paul wrote these words in, I understand that I myself have been kind of off the mark. For example, uh, let's see. Charles, I need you. Joshua, I need you. Pastor Michael, I need you. Joshua, I want you to stand in the middle. We're going to let Charles be God today. So Charles, even when you go home, you can still use this against Jeannie when you get home today. <laughs> All right, so Pastor Michael, you're the sinner. Rank, dark, dead in your sin. The book of Ephesians chapter two says, you were a child of wrath. That is, you were a child of this world in sin and wrath was already headed your way. The wrath of who? The wrath of God. Now, I know the Bible says that God is love and he is love. But at the same time, he is also a judge who told Adam, he is a God who cannot lie and he's the God in Genesis 2 that told Adam, listen, if you ever study that, when he said you can eat of any tree except this tree, if you look at the language, God didn't say, if you eat of it, you die. He said, when you eat of it, you're gonna die. Implied is God already knew, Adam, I've already walked this thing. I'm not confined to time or space. I know what's gonna happen. You're gonna eat of it and you're gonna die. But he already had a Genesis 3.15 in mind too. I'm gonna send somebody. Come on, somebody. He already had a 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18, 19, and 20, that before the foundations of the world were laid, that Christ was the Lamb of God slain. Hallelujah. That before there was a man in need of a Savior, God already had his Son, and the Son already said, I will go. So here's, here's where I have missed it in this reconciliation thing. 
I even had it wrong because Pastor Michael, I want you to reach out both, excuse me, uh, Joshua, I want you to reach out both hands to lost man, excuse me, sorry. One to lost man, one to God. You're on the cross, Jesus, you're dead, okay? All right, so I need y'all to take the hands, all right? And I have often said, this is your picture, that Jesus brought lost man and God back together again. He's the mediator. That's what the Bible teaches. All right, so let them go now. But here's the thing. Pastor Michael, I need you to go over there a little bit. I need you to go over there. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not through yet, okay? For God, you can put your hands down, Jesus. You're not on the cross yet. We'll get you there in a minute, all right? So here's the thing. For God, the Father, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believed in him would have everlasting life. All right, now hold on. Let's look at this passage right here. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. And when I preached this about three weeks ago, remember we went back about six verses and we went through and made a list of all those things that, that talks about Jesus in those six verses and those things pleased the Father. Those things were in Jesus, okay? All right, so in him all the fullness should dwell and by him, I'm gonna read, don't, y'all don't move yet, Jesus. And by him to reconcile all things, the Father, by Jesus to reconcile all things not reconciled with, but to himself. That's very important for us to understand the sovereignty and the divinity of God, folks, and how beautiful the gospel of Jesus Christ is. Are we ready here? And by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made, look at here, peace through the blood of his cross. Listen, listen, why does he say that? Because Romans chapter five, verse 10, it declares that we are enemies with God. So I don't know what kind of gospel you and I have been fed. I don't know what kind of Kool-Aid we've drunk from, but let me tell you something. If you are not serving Christ, if Jesus is not the Lord of your life, then God who created all that there is and 2,000 years ago sent his son to die on a cross for you, if you're not serving him, then in God's viewpoint, he loves you, but in his viewpoint, in his position, you're his enemy. That's what the Bible says. That's not what I say. That's what the Bible says. Now, I'm gonna tell you what, a God who can create all that there is, a God who can make DNA and put stars out there and hang stars that would boggle their size and mass, boggle our imagination, and God hangs them out like he's hanging out Christmas tree ornaments. But that same God who loves us so much that he had a plan to forgive us and to get us back to himself, That's what, you listen to me today. You online, listen to me. You can say, Pastor Tim, I don't know about all this. I'm just telling you the truth. So you have a choice to make today. You have a choice to make. Do you want to continue to be God's enemy? Or do you want to submit to the plan he has to reconcile you 
to himself. Now remember the first illustration I gave you? I had Jesus on the cross holding man in one hand and God in the other. And in, I don't know about you, but in my mind, I always thought that Jesus was just bringing the two together. But let me tell you something, folks. In, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I gotta go, let me have Peace through the blood of his cross and you who once were, oh, there it is. <laughs> well, look at there, it's in the Bible. You don't think so? You think I made this up? You think I just put this in Word and printed something up? I challenge you, you check your Bible. Colossians chapter one, verse 21. And you, oh my God, who once were alienated. What does that mean? You are, you are like cut off, man. And you were enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now, somebody shout now. Now. now has he, look at here, there's that word again, reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. There's, there's, there's me and you. That's Pastor Michael, he's me and you. We're lost. Some of you may have seen that little picture on that's been floating around social media. I printed a copy of it up. It's got the picture of the little lamb. He's sitting there kind of in this forest area and he's covered in mud and he's sitting there, his little ears are out and he's sitting there and he's all dirty and he looks scared and he looks cold and he's lost. And behind him is this blurry figure, but you know who it is? It's a shepherd running after the little sheep. And see, Jesus said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. But the Father, he's not budging in this, y'all. See, he didn't come to get us. He's not lowering himself to us. He sent his Son. Listen, now here's the thing. If that's us, we're the lost sheep, the wolves and the lions and the bears and the cares of this world, all the problems, all the woes, they're here. The little lamb is trying to fight them, but the little lamb can't fight them. But what we need is we need a shepherd. Oh my God, I don't know about anybody else in here, but this guy needed a shepherd. I needed somebody to come find me because I thought I had it all together and I thought I was Mr. Eden. I thought I had a dream and a plan for my life, but it seemed like the more I got closer to what I thought I wanted, the more empty I found out I was, then I would be out in the field depressed and drunk or depressed and high. I'm trying to wash my cares away. I'm trying to smoke my cares away, but it doesn't matter no matter how high I got. I got to the point I couldn't even get drunk. I couldn't even get high. But let me tell you something on June July the 8th on a Sunday night, I found myself in an altar and it's like God made everything stop and stand still and God didn't come down and beat me over the head and said, Tim, you sorry, lousy, no good sinner. But you know what it was? It was like God made everything stop. He began to whisper to my heart and he began to say, I love you. I don't want you to go to hell. Oh yeah, there's another word we don't hear much about anymore because people say, well, y'all just trying to scare people into heaven. Well, I certainly don't want you to go to hell. So here's the thing. He's reconciled us to 
himself. He has reconciled us. Not he reconciled with us. We've got to get our mind on this, y'all. He didn't, he didn't come down to our level and meet with us. He maintained his Godhead. He kept his status of divinity and sovereignty the whole time. And that's what scares me about most American churches today. They water down everything so much. And we brought God down to our level. To where there is no fear of God. There is no respect of God. There is no awe of God. And we can sit in church during worship and during the preaching of the word of God. We can have, I don't know if anybody missed it, but when Libby gave that tongue and interpretation today, y'all know that was not Libby McNamara, right? That was God. But sometimes in our God callousness and in our dumbed down, dumbed down God conscience, we're like, oh, that's just Libby or oh, that's just Pastor Kim or oh, that's just Pastor Michael or oops, that's just Tim. He's just making a fool of himself again like he always does. And we had better be careful that we not get so familiar with people or so familiar with the gifts of God or how God speaks that we actually miss the fact that God still speaks out of heaven and he's not lowering himself to us but he is calling us to himself. So back to this verse. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself. God doesn't move, but look what he does, y'all. That's you. That's me. That was us. Jesus, I need you to reconcile lost man to your father. The father's not budging. Because he's God. But he loves us and he has never changed his mind about that. So I need you to go get us and bring us to the Father. Would you do that? Would you do whatever it takes? Whatever you've got to coerce, whatever you've got to convict, but I need you to bring us to the Father. And on the cross, what Jesus did, what Michael could not do for himself, to make himself approachable, to the Father again. Jesus took care of all of that. Everything, the price he paid on the cross was so that he could go back and get Michael and bring Michael to the Father and Michael could be presented. Look what it says. To present you holy, blameless, and above reproach. I don't know how to explain that to y'all, but everything that you did in him, he did away with. So when he presents you to him, all your stuff, 
all the words you said that you shouldn't have said. All the thoughts you had that you shouldn't have thought. All the actions that you followed up on that you never should have acted on. Everything that was unpleasing to him, his blood washed it away and made you white as snow. Y'all don't go anywhere yet. I mean, you can sit down right there on the stage if you want to, but don't go anywhere yet. In fact, Charles, I want you to just come on up over here. Come on up over here. Tyler, are you still back there? Can you pull up some Bible verses for me? Can you pull up Isaiah chapter uh, 55, verses 8 and 9? I'm just completely off script right here, y'all. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9. Look what God says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Did you hear how God started that? Back that up one more time. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher, as the heavens are higher, somebody shout higher. higher. As the heavens are higher, so God says my thoughts and my ways are higher than yours. Hit me up with Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. What's he say? What's God say? Come now. Let us reason together. Hold on now. God didn't say, hold up just a minute, Andrew. I'll be right down there to talk with you about this in just a minute. That is not what God says. God says, you come here. I'm making a way that you can come to me. Folks, that's pivotal when we, when we understand reconciliation. God is not leaving you where you are. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Tyler, starting in verse 17. And I'm going to go through verse 21, I believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting about verse 17. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a? He's a what? He's a what? Let me go ahead and tell you right now, to be a new creation. You know what that means? That means when you come to Christ, when he, he is reconciling you to him, he can't take you there the way you are. He can't take you there with lust in your heart. Come on, somebody. God said, come to me. Come now. Let us reason together. He can't take. He, even he cannot, will not take him to him 
he's got unforgiveness in his heart, if he's got hatred in his heart, if he's got unrepentant sin in his heart. So you know what? When he submits to him who has the power to make him what? A new creation. God makes you brand new. See, folks, in the, in the power of reconciliation, listen to me. In the original Greek text, this is what it has the implication of. Are you ready for this? That he makes him and takes him back to the pre-fallen status that he used to walk with in Adam and Eve in the garden. Woo, mm, if I can get one person to get this today, my God, my God, my God. You see, Jesus, mm, see, lots of times we are accustomed today that we want to do just enough to get by. That's our culture, do just enough to get by. But let me tell you about Jesus. He didn't do just enough to get by. He didn't give us a few drops of his blood, y'all. He gave everything he had on that cross. Well, Where, where are we at on here? Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Next one, please. Look what he says. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you, when he came to him, because let me tell you something, you, if you're lost in here, you may have woken up this morning, you thought, I'm gonna go to church. You didn't know why you were gonna go to church, but he and him had a setup for you. Because we, we don't have a third person up here right now, but the third person would be the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you see, the Holy Spirit's after you. And even if you're saved today, the Holy Spirit wants you to get a better understanding of who you are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I'm gonna tell you right now, the devil's biggest trick right now is to keep you in bondage to the old you. He wants you to make you think that God doesn't love you or God can't love you because of the old you. He won't love you or he can't love you fully because of the things you've done in the past. But let me tell you something, somebody needs to understand today when he reconciles him to him. He's not bringing him with a coat of paint on the outside. He makes him brand new on the inside. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That is the power of the gospel. Woo, man, I wish somebody could get this. That's why Romans 1.16, that's why Paul could dare to say that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. So it doesn't matter how good you've been at hiding your sin from your family or from your spouse or your parents. Let me tell you something. God knows your sin. But when you say, Lord, forgive me of my sin and wash me, make me new, then he can take you, cleanse you, make you brand new, make you blameless, make you holy and make you above reproach and bring you to him, which is the end 
result of the gospel already. All things have become new, verse 18. Look what it says. Now all things, what all things? All these new things. He's not talking about everything there. He's just talking about all things have become new and now all things are of God. See, when you come to Christ in this reconciliation process, everything that begins to happen in your life is under the providence of the one that loved you and sent his son. to bring you home. He calls it every father's heart that has a prodigal. There's a heart cry for that child to come home. reconciliation that only Christ Jesus can do. Now all things are of God. Look what it says. Look at the wording again. Who has reconciled us not with us but reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Would you stand to your feet with me today? I need you guys to stay right here for just a minute. Just stand with me. Tyler, would you pull up Romans chapter 5, verse 10? My God, my God. I would like for you, everybody, if you could and would, if you would read along this with me, just out very loud, would you? For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, so much more, Having been reconciled, look what it says, we shall be saved by his life. Back it up to the first part of the verse, please, sir. Thank you. This is the Bible. I didn't, I didn't write this. For if Charles Wynn We were enemies. Positionally, directly opposed to God. When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. It had nothing to do with us. 
I didn't wake up on July the 8th and think, you know what, tonight I'm going to go to church and get saved. In fact, I wrote the other day, God was nowhere on my radar. I wanted nothing to do with God. But God sure enough wanted a lot to do with me. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled. Get this now. He's not coming down to our level. Remember Isaiah 1, come now. God's telling us to come to him. So Jesus, I need you to bring this lost guy. And I need you to bring him up another level to the Father. So would y'all just come on and make your way up here because the Father's calling this lost guy up. Still an enemy, but now being transformed, being changed. And you know what? When we're reconciled, you know what the Bible says? There is now therefore no condemnation. In another place it says there is no more enmity. You know what? Because when he reconciles us to him, baby, it's like God back in the garden walking with Adam. Everything is made new. And Jesus puts everything back into the right perspective. Would somebody just thank God for that today? God and man are not equal in this reconciliation process. I'm going to say that again. They are not equal. God is not equal to us. We are not equal to him. He is still God. It's not like we come to God and say, God, let's have, a, let's have us a meeting. Let's have that come to Jesus meeting. We need to iron some of these problems out we're having. Let me tell you something. The Bible tells us to come with boldness, but uh, the ladies just finished up a John Bevere series, The Awe of God. Ladies, how many of y'all took that class in here on Wednesday nights in the, in the Wednesday night class in here? Men in my uh, Under Armour Men's Fellowship, we're going to hit that thing up in a few weeks. All right, listen to me. One of the problems we've got in America, listen to me well. The Bible says this. It says that fear, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know why we got so many fools running around in America today? You do the math, all right? X, fear of God equals wisdom. Foolishness equals what is X? A lack of fear of God. Today, I revere my Father in heaven. I thank God for the blood of Christ and I thank God that the book of Hebrews says that we can come before him boldly. But I'm gonna tell you right now, folks, even when we come boldly, even when I sing, he's a good, good father. I need to do it with a tremor in my voice that he is still God and that I am approaching the great and mighty God that he can flick one finger and slings angels against the wall of the throne room of heaven. I need to understand that he is still the king of glory. I need to understand, listen, if I don't shake and quake when I call on the name of Jesus, then I needn't expect to speak the name of Jesus and demons shake and quake. 
If I do not bow my knee in honor and respect to the King of Glory, then I have no I have no rhyme nor reason to speak to cancer or speak to COVID or speak to leukemia and it bow its knee to Jesus if I have not first bowed my own knee to Him. He loves you. He sent him for you to bring you home. Would you just close your eyes with me for a moment? And look, if he's brought you home, I just want you to, if you're already a child of God, and if this has rung something in your heart today, this reconciliation thing, I just want you, while your eyes are closed, I want you to lift your face to your father. And I want you to just lift your hands. I don't care if you lift them as, as high as you can or a little bit, but I want you to tell your father in your own way right now, just tell him, thank you for bringing you home. Thank you for bringing you home. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you, Jesus, for paying my price. worthy for God so loved the world that he sent that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life now listen to me if you're in this room right now and you were able to give thanks to the Father because you're walking. You know that in your heart that you have made Jesus the Lord of your life and that you understand even maybe a little bit better today. Maybe you hadn't learned a thing, but it just knocked the dust off some understanding that the Father sent Jesus to bring you home, to reconcile, to put us back together with the Father. And you know what? maybe you can say honestly to your father in heaven God I need to grow in the deeper things of God be honest with him in that he will help you with that and if you're in this room today and you know what you're hiding behind a facade that everything's cool everything's great everything's alright but you know on the inside that you're full of dead men's bones that you know right now you're not where you need to be with God then let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is in this room right now and he's wanting to bring you through the cross of Christ, through the sacrifice of Jesus, through the death on the cross, he is wanting to bring you home to your Father. And I'm going to tell you what, if you will believe on Jesus, you'll be saved. Pastor Tim, how do I do that? I got to believe the Father sent him through a virgin womb by the Holy Spirit. I've got to believe that the Father watched over Jesus for 33 years. Jesus was pure, holy, and sinless. And I've got to believe that the age of, at the age of 33, they took him, they arrested him, falsely accused him, they beat him, they tortured him, and then they finally nailed him to a cross and he hung there and he died in my place. He died for me. And I've got to believe they took him off that cross and they put his body in a borrowed tomb. And three days later, just like he said, he rose again from the grave. And because he's alive and well, 
I know this. Everything's going to be all right. And when I submit myself to that Lord, to that Savior, baby, let me tell you something. If he can rise from the dead, he can break any addiction off your life. He can break any addiction off your children or your children's children. His blood can wash you spotless white as snow. Hallelujah. 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 So I'm going to pray a prayer right now. If you haven't prayed that prayer yet, everything I just said, if you believe those things, then already I believe the Holy Spirit is quickening those in your heart and your mind. But now let's put it into action. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the truth of reconciliation. I thank you that as Charles Whitehead stood in representation of the Father, I thank you that the Father loved us so much that he sent Jesus, who Joshua represented. He sent his son to come and get us and to bring us back home to the Father. And I thank you that's exactly as Pastor Michael represented us in our lost condition, that Jesus came and got us and brought us to the Father. And he made us clean. He made us new. He brought us in. He disinfected us from sin so that we the lesser could stand in relationship with the Father who is the greater. We love you for that today. So Lord, forgive me of any sin or transgression. Do your work in me, Holy Spirit, today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. If you thank God for his word today, give him a praise, would you? If you're glad that he's reconciled you, if you're glad he's reconciled you, if you're glad he's reconciled you, would you give him thanks? If you're standing in the gap for your children or your children's children and they aren't there yet, but you're like, one day, one day the light bulb's gonna come on and they're gonna know that Jesus is standing there with an outstretched hand and God, he's gonna bring them back. The Son of God, the Lamb of God's gonna bring them home in relationship to the Father. Hallelujah! Prodigals, come home in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Michael, would you come and dismiss these folks today? Can we say thank God for Jesus? Thank God for Jesus. I'm glad that he paved the way. He brought me to the Father. I'm thankful for that grace and mercy today. Amen. Amen. Remember your announcements and a prayer tonight. Um, Women's Ministry Celebration Tuesday, Spaghetti Fundraiser next week, Go Rally next Sunday night. Look to your neighbor and say, I love you. Say, I really mean it. (laughs) Amen. I'm thankful for our faith family today. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today, God. God, that through you and through your son, Jesus, we have been reconciled to the Father. And we're thankful today, God, that you paved the way. God, you already had a plan in place before Adam even knew, or he even knew, God. You knew what was going to happen, God, and you already had a plan. Thankful for that plan today. I'm thankful for all that you do for us, God. I'm thankful for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon Northview, God, and everything that is, is happening in Northview will happen in everybody that is associated with Northview. It starts at the top, Lord, and it goes all the way down. 
And Lord, we thank you today, God, that we are, are part of who you are and what you are doing in this earth today. God, we pray you bless these people, God, as they go their separate ways. God, be with them. God, let them know that they can walk in victory today through you that we are a victorious people, that we are not a people that are beat down. We are not a people that are, are, are so heavy laden with burdens, God, that we cannot speak your authority, God, but we have power and we have victory through your son, Jesus Christ. And when we speak the word, things begins to happen, God. And we thank you today for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. We love you guys. Take care.